Hi, this is Kim Dixon, and welcome back to Weber County's Greatest Generation. There were over 200 families in Weber County who received the news that their sons had died in the war, but there are two families that lost two sons. And so since today is Memorial Day, I wanted to share the story of one of those families. Charles and Bertha Farley Ludington were married on August 17, 1918. He registered for the World War I draft in September of 1918, but the war ended just two months later, and I don't think he had to serve. He worked at the J.W. Brewer Company on 2368 Grant. If there was ever such a thing as the all-American family, this would be it. Charles and Bertha had five children, four sons and one daughter. Harold was the oldest, Lloyd, and Jack. And then their daughter Shirley was born in 1925 and their final son Dean in 1929. In their early years, they lived at 370 36th Street, but before the war, they had moved to 1656 Binford. The older boys were all within three years of each other, and they were active in school activities and in sports. Harold, the oldest, had a solo part in the 1935 Lewis Cantata of Yuletide Echoes. In 1936, he was on the Lewis Junior High track team. In 1938, he was one of 40 choir students selected to attend a song contest in St. Louis for Ogden High School. Lloyd also had a part in the Lewis Junior High operetta called In Old Vienna, and he played football for Ogden High in the fall of 1938. What struck me about this article is that there are three other football players who will die during World War II. In August of 1940, he was one of 12 students that soloed in the civilian pilot program offered by Weber College. There's an article in Weber's newspaper, The Signpost, that listed the sayings that the students were famous for. Lloyd's was listed as, well, I'll be damned. There was another article in 1941 that said, Lloyd Ludington astounds Weber with manly growth. Lloyd proved himself to be the manliest man at Weber by having the heaviest beard at the Whiskey Frolic. The admission, which ranged from 35 to 45 cents per couple, according to the size of the beard, averaged 40 cents. Jack was also in the Lewis Junior High operetta. They had something for operettas at Lewis. It was called the Belle of Baghdad, and he was in a member of the search party that was sent out to find Belle. He was also the consistent major at Ogden High School ROTC in the 1939-1940 school year. In May of 1942, he was listed as an outstanding golfer, expected to add considerably to the success of the golf team at Weber College. He was also involved in track. In March of 1942, an article in the paper says that Jack Ludington, a newcomer in the realm of track and field, plans to run the mile this year. Although he claims he won't win the event, he is certain that he will try to better the record held by Glenn Cunningham. Jack is now working hard to get into condition so that he may keep up with the other fast milers at Weber. The reason I spend so much time researching the early lives of our servicemen is because they were just like us. They went to school, they played in sports and extracurricular activities, and they had plans for the future. Before the war ended, the family of Charles and Bertha Ludington would be one of two to lose their two sons in battle. It was especially difficult because they were both listed as missing in action and not declared dead until several years later. One of the things that got me started on this project was my grandma Skeen. She had three sons who served in the war, and I often wonder what she thought on December 7, 1941, and if she realized what was going to happen. 
She had one son already eligible for the draft and a 16-year-old and a 15-year-old coming up. She must have been able to see what was coming. I think Bertha could see the same thing. So Lloyd received his associate's degree of science in May of 1941 and enlisted in July in Salt Lake City, five months before Pearl Harbor. On July 30th, 1942, there was an article in the Standard that reported, Lieutenant Lloyd F. Ludington, son of Mr. and Mrs. Charles Ludington, is now a pilot in the U.S. Army Air Corps stationed at Macomb Field, Tacoma, Washington. Lieutenant Ludington was recently here on a short furlough after receiving his commission as a second lieutenant in Victorville, California. He received his primary and basic training at Cal Arrow, Ontario, California. He enlisted as an aviation cadet in December of 1941. Lloyd was assigned to the 97th Fighter Squadron that was activated early in 1942 in California. They were equipped with P-38 Lightnings. The squadron left California and sailed for Northern Ireland where they received additional training. On December 6th, there was another article that said Jack Lennington, son of Mr. and Mrs. Charles Lennington, left November 20th for Santa Ana, California to begin training as an aviation cadet. Private Lennington attended Ogden High School where he was president of the junior class and lieutenant colonel in the ROTC. He graduated from Weber College in June where he took a preliminary course as a civilian pilot in training, which was the same course that Lloyd took. He was also a member of the Excelsior Club. Prior to his enlisting into active duty in the Air Corps, he was employed by the Utah Quartermaster Depot and was an elder in the Mount Ogden LDS Ward. Another son, Lieutenant Lloyd F. Lennington, is now a pilot in the Army Air Corps somewhere in Northern Ireland. So in December of 1942, both Lloyd and Jack are flying P-38s in the Army Air Corps. Lloyd will be sent to Africa with the 97th Fighter Squadron to serve in Operation Torch. Operation Torch was the first time American troops went to battle against the Germans. The United States Combined Chief of Staff was against the Africa campaign from the beginning. They were hoping to invade Northern Europe later in 1942, but Winston Churchill had rejected that plan because he didn't think that allies would be ready, and he was probably right. So he ended up going around the Joint Chiefs and directly to FDR. The Soviet Union had been fighting Germany since June 1st of 1941 when Hitler had invaded. Stalin was desperate for the Allies to open a second front to take the pressure off of the Russian troops. President Roosevelt decided that this would be the best way to help Stalin, and he gave a direct order to the Joint Chiefs that Operation Torch was to take precedent over all other battles, and it was only one of two direct orders the FDR gave during the war. Operation Torch started on the 8th of November 1942, an Allied invasion of French North Africa. Eisenhower was the commanding chief of the operation, and he planned a three-prong attack on Casablanca, Oran, and Algiers, then a rapid move on Tunis. And if you want to see um, this depicted in a movie, the movie would be Patton. Second Lieutenant Lennington, pilot of the P-38, was assigned with his squadron to Algiers in December, a month after the invasion. The 14th Fighter Group was used for dive bombing and strafing on ground targets and to attack the Axis aircraft being used to fly supplies into North Africa. 
On January 21st of 1943, he did not return from his mission and was listed as missing in action, which again is, I think, super fast considering that he went down on January 21st and they were notified on February 2nd. I just can't believe how they did that. The paper continued, the young officer was stationed in Ireland early last October and had been ordered to the Northwest African Front about the middle of December. Lieutenant Lettington was born in Ogden on January 21st, 1911, a graduate of Ogden High School and Weber College, where he had taken work in preparation of becoming a certified public accountant. He participated in sports, especially football, throughout his schooling. Waiting with his parents in Ogden are two brothers, a sister, and a brother Jack in pilot training at Santa Ana, California. Those at home are Harold, Dean, Shirley, and two grandparents, Mrs. Elfrida Farley and W.H. Lettington, also of Ogden. So the same week that they had been notified that Lloyd was missing, there was another article on February 7th. Announcement is made by Mr. and Mrs. Woodbury, 515 20th Street, of the engagement of their daughter, Miss Frances Woodbury, to Harold Lettington, son of Mr. and Mrs. C.F. Lettington. The wedding will take place February 12th at 8 p.m. at the home of the bride's parents. So even when your son is missing, life still goes on. On November 11th, 1943, Weber College held exercises in honor of the war dead. And at the bottom of the list, it said seven former students of the college are now missing, including Lieutenant Lloyd F. Lettington, reported missing in action on January 21st, 1943, somewhere on the African front. Shirley Lettington, the sister, not to be outdone by the boys, served in the nurses' corps at Thomas D. Memorial Hospital. She applied and was admitted on June 14, 1943, and she graduated on June 14, 1946. The next article is on October 25th, when the paper reported that Lieutenant Jack Ludington, a P-38 pilot, is back in Salinas, California, after a short Ogden furlough. He is assigned to the 432nd Fighter Squadron, the 475th Fighter Group, and in 1943, they were assigned to Southwest Pacific on Amberley Field in Queensland, Australia. The group was especially trained to provide long-range escorts for bombers during daylight raids on Japanese airfields and strongholds. So we don't hear anything from the newspaper until April 26, 1944, and the family still has no idea of Lloyd's status. Pilot missing in New Guinea area. Mr. and Mrs. Charles Ludington have been notified by the War Department that their son, 2nd Lieutenant Jack Ludington, is missing in action in New Guinea since April 16th. He is a graduate of Ogden High School where he served as Lieutenant Adjutant of the ROTC and graduated from Weber College. He had served three years in the National Guard and completed civilian air patrol before joining the Army on June 6, 1942. Lieutenant Lettington received his commission and silver wings of a P-38 fighter on October 1st, 1943, and that was nine months after Lloyd was reported missing. Mr. and Mrs. Lettington have just been awarded the Purple Heart posthumously for their son, Lieutenant Lloyd Lettington, also a P-38 fighter pilot missing since January 21st, 1943 in the Mediterranean. So I have found that World War II records are really interesting, and in some instances, you can find no records of the battle or what happened, and that is in the case of Lloyd. There are no records available. 
But in Jack's case, there was actually a report of the crash filed and was recently declassified. It's called a missing aircrew report, and this particular report lists seven different crashes that happened around the same time. The report reads, on the 16th of April, 1944, 2nd Lieutenant Robert Hubner left the flight near the target area to accompany 2nd Lieutenant Jack Ludington, who was having technical issues with his plane to return to base. After about an hour, Lieutenant Hubner contacted Ludington on the radio, and he stated that he had encountered extremely bad weather and could find no way to get through it. And then it gives the location of his plane. The report continues, no further radio contact was made. So now, the Ludington's second son, Jack, is also reported as missing in action from a P-38. On military records, their date of death is January 23, 1946, for both of them. But that was the day that the Army declared all dead who had been missing in action. I'm sure that they already knew, but Mr. and Mrs. Ludington waited three years to officially find out that their sons were not coming home, and their bodies were never recovered. Lloyd is honored at the Carthage, Tunisia Memorial for Killed or Missing in Action Servicemen, and Jack is honored as missing at the Manila, Philippines American Cemetery. The military provided markers for those killed in war. Their dad, Charles, ordered both markers for his son, and received them on February 4, 1960. And the brothers have markers side by side in the Ogden Cemetery. One of the reasons that I want to do this project in the podcast is that I can get these stories out so that we can always remember them and that we can be especially grateful for those who have gone before us on this Memorial Day. So remember, the podcast is available on iTunes or on the Facebook page, Weber County's Greatest Generation. Thanks for joining